Hey, really good friends. This episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed descriptions and take care of yourself. Hello. And welcome to Historically Really Good Friends, a queer history podcast. I am Rachel Craig. And I'm Jared Femblow. And I feel like I have not seen you in four million years. That's because you haven't seen me in, I was going to say in four million years. I was going to run with it, but it's <laughs> too many It years. has not been that long. It has been, though. I don't know, a month? It's been some time since I've seen you. Yeah, we've had a few episodes come out within the last few weeks, but as we revealed in those episodes, we recorded those in December, and this is our first week back, like, in real time, Mm -hmm. time and week and date, you know, however you want to put it, (laughs) that we're back, because you were, like, out of the country. You were gone. You disappeared. Where were you? How was it? Tell the people. I was out of the country. That is true. I was in India. I was in Kolkata, India. And well, you know, I say Kolkata, India, but it's like Mm -hmm. Kolkata, West Bengal, Mm -hmm. India. Like it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of commas Mm -hmm. in in where I was. Yeah, It was fantastic. I went with school. I had an absolutely lovely time. I learned about the innovation of how many people can fit on public transportation at one time. Oh my God. I've seen videos. It seems insane. It is a lot. Um, One other memory that now I'm remembering fondly, but at the time was very scary. The traffic patterns are very different. So it's it's an adjustment anywhere you go when people drive on the different side of the road, I would say, because yeah. like it's jarring. Right. But I think uh, I'll say in a way that I believe is meant to be innovative and mm-hmm. like what speed bumps are meant to do is mm-hmm. like slow people down. There are like roadblocks in the road, just like in the road. So Mm -hmm. there'll be like a triangle of roadblocks, right? Mm -hmm. And cars will have to go zigzag around them. Now, again, the intention is Uh to slow them down. So like you have to go slowly through these weird zig, but they're just going really fast through them. (laughs) They're like, we're used to this. We know what's going on. We know the deal. We do not have time for these roadblocks. So it's like going 45 over a speed bump. Um, Like, and so, (laughs) so that again, I am remembering as like a fond, haha, Mm -hmm. driving was like a video game here. (laughs) (laughs) But it was slightly terrifying. But yes, overall, I have to say, India was a wonderful experience. I am very grateful that I went. I would not ever have had the courage to go on my own so i am so grateful to have gotten the opportunity to to go yeah Yeah. and i encourage others if you are thinking of taking that trip whatever it is Mm -hmm. this is your sign to do it 2023 is not only the year of yolo which we said but it's also the year it's also the year for travel like this is a travel year this is a travel year so yeah definitely i will say too i didn't know where the money was gonna come from Mm -hmm. still kind of don't still working on that (laughs) but you went so that's but i went so so you you know credit yeah thank you credit right 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 thank you (laughs) chase banks 
Yeah, thank you, Chase Banks, sponsored by Chase Bank. Um, <laughs> except not really because I I called my bank to ask for rupees, and they oh, were like, oh. "Well, we don't have those." And I was like, "Well, can well, you get them?" First of all, that is a currency of one of the largest and, if not the most populated place uh, yeah. in the world. So. Um, weird that as an international bank you don't have them i was gonna also, say also go ahead i was gonna say as an institution that deals with money you would think they would just be able to convert some they would just be oh, able to right do it. just like find a, the person who does have them make the connection and and, and, and uh, print the rupees right but anyway they were like yeah we don't have them and then i was like okay well i kind of came to the bank um mm-hmm. so can i at least like fill out one of those forms or like let you know when i'm going to be out of the country so, so that you don't, you don't decline yeah right right so you know and um they were simply like no you don't have to do that that's not true and i was like <laughs> wait what do you mean, do you mean? because i'm gonna go use my cards in india and you're going to put a hold on them and I need you to not do that. (laughs) Right. Correct. I need you to not do that. (laughs) They were like, no, we don't do that anymore. We'll just send you a text. And I was like, bro, I'm going to be out of the country. I don't know if I can get your text messages. Right. I'm here in person telling you right now. Right. So sponsored by Chase Bank. Overall, great. But that one experience, um, I have some feedback. That's their tagline. <laughs> Overall, Overall great. great. But that one experience I have, I have <laughs> I do have feedback. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my month. And then we had the holidays and yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Busy, so busy, ha- busy, crazy, busy, crazy, busy, crazy. Busy, busy, Are you have you done anything new in 2023 yet? You know what? My resolution I said was to do more. And let me tell you, I have been doing more. I truly have been saying yes to nearly everything if a friend says they want to go do something i'm like sure why not we'll figure it out let's do I it. Love it yeah i mean today i was at an amusement park before recording this i mean we decided to go kind of last minute um did a lot of roller coasters a lot of rides a lot of food and drinks and a lot of screaming my throat feels like it's gonna give out however Good wouldn't, thing, yeah. wouldn't take it back it was so fun but yeah i've just been doing a lot more activity i guess you could call it i don't even it's a, a, a charcuterie board of of things of things i i okay. don't know if i uh, necessarily have anything other that like stands out that i'm like that is a mm. thing that i did and everybody needs to know about it right but i've been doing more i have but you're you're following through on the year of yes copyright shonda rhimes correct yes okay i'm following through on the year of yes by shonda rhimes yes right i think that's a book i think she wrote that book yes and is that a true fact yes it is i was doing an improv i was improv oh again i feel like we've i feel like we've talked about um yes anding i think we have yeah i think we i think we have done that i took a hot yoga class this morning that was new what was that like well, I will say it was new because the first hot yoga class I've taken, I fully passed out. <gasps> um, not today. Not today. In the first one I took a few years uh-huh. ago. Yes. Because so not only is the temperature about like 100 degrees. No. It, it's humid. Like they, they humidify the room. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I can't tell you the science behind hot yoga. I can't tell you why people do it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it today when I did it. Mm-hmm. But like the utility cost and just the sweatiness seems mm-hmm. excessive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the first hot yoga class I took, I fully passed out. So I was like, oh let me God. give it a shot again. Let's yeah, try again. That's so brave of you. I would never go back to any hot yoga studio, even if they didn't know that I passed out. I, w- I would just <laughs> like be like, I can never do this again. I can never try. I, yeah. I did it and I'm done. Well, I moved and I was like trying to make friends and and year of yes my my way into mm-hmm. some new activities. Mm-hmm. And this studio only has hot yoga classes on the times that I am available. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, looks like, like I'm doing that. You're like, I guess I'm picking up hot yoga. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> I guess I'm doing that. So yeah, I went to a hot yoga class. Um, it is just it's Sweat. just wet. It's I just w- yeah. I would assume that it's hot to sweat out more toxins or maybe it loosens your muscles more. Like those are my theories, you know. I think definitely the muscle thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much the the whole toxin business is real. I mean, if they I if there are tox if they are real, I have plenty of them. A one hot yoga session is not gonna sweat it out. So I'll have to do a few more to get all those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. I'm in it for the long haul on that (laughs) one. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my sort of new experience for today. And then I don't have to have a new one all year. And Um, that's so great. For you. Right. I did it yeah. today. I did it on January 22nd, 2023. Yep. Checked. Checked that. Now I never have to do anything new. And we're so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> but maybe we should do something that you have done before. Such as Such tell as, you a story. Tell me a story. Tell I would love you nothing a story. More. Oh my gosh, that's more. my favorite segue yet. Please, Rachel, tell me a story. Okay, well, I'm going to be telling you a story about one very special Hollywood lawn. Now, have you heard of this lovely, lovely lady? I haven't. Before we started recording, you said her name, and I thought you said Hollywood Lawn. And I was like, I don't know what that is. The Hollywood Lawn? A park. I don't know. (laughs) The Hollywood Lawn. Yeah, I was like, cruising again? What are we talking about? Yeah. So it's a person. Great. It is a person. Okay. It is a person. Or she is a person. She's a woman. Should I say? To be grammatically correct Great. and so the sources i use to tell you this story about her today include the making queer history podcast article by laura darling on hollywood mm-hmm. lawn hollywood lawn was a transgender inspiration we mustn't forget her achievements by paris lees for the guardian an out magazine article titled penny arcade remembers hollywood lawn and then the unforgettable memorial of Warhol superstar Hollywood Lawn by Diana Tourget for Vice. Okay. Ringing any bells now? Not at all. I heard Andy Warhol. There's okay, queer art connection. Great. No imagery is coming to mind of being like Hollywood okay. Lawn. That is her. Okay, well, I appreciate that you mentioned Andy Warhol because he does make kind of a important but also humorous appearance in this. Iconic work. So I want to switch it up a little bit today because I was doing some reflecting while okay. I was in India, love. like white woman style, eat, pray, loving, mm-hmm. reflecting. Eating, and loving. Right. And so I 
really admired your storytelling abilities, Jared. Don't tell anyone that I said that. And so I wanted, right? Wow. So I wanted to switch up the way that I told my stories. And I might not have your, your like industry professional standards. That's okay. But I figured we should get creative. Yes, please. So I found and want to start with some song lyrics inspired by Holly. Right? That I feel like. No, no, no. Okay. Because I don't have your storytelling ability, but <laughs> but our parents might know these. I think this was okay. like a song in like the eighties, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Holly came. From, I'm not gonna sing it. I'm okay. really sorry. That's okay. No, that's okay. Holly came from Miami, Florida. Hitchhiked her way across the USA. Plucked her eyebrows on the way. Shaved her legs, and then he was a she. She said, "Hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side." Wow. Okay, so okay. The, the, that's just that's what we've got. That's okay. that's that is the legacy. This is a very culturally relevant for the time mm-hmm. legacy of Hollywood lawn. So the as against me front woman Laura Jane Grace is quoted kind of summarizing that idea by saying of this Lou Reed song "Walk on the Wild Side." It was one of the first times I had heard someone sing about a trans person and romanticize it too. Mm-hmm. Any Anytime a trans person is mentioned culturally and isn't the butt of a joke, it's a good thing. A song about trans women and gay hustlers might not seem like a big deal in 2015 when this article came out, but when the record was released in 1972, homosexuality had only been legal in England for a few years. Holly and her friends were revolutionaries. So when this song came out in 1972, it was kind of like a big cultural moment that trans people and transness was being sang about totally so let's talk about this revolutionary herself hollywood lawn shall we we shall all right so another thing i want to throw out there as well and this has happened with many of our subjects is this like fascinating phenomenon of like lore almost Mm. i want to say Mm -hmm. and so i think that's why i'm extra grateful for our attempt to like discuss and attempt to cement queer history because every single article i read gave me different facts for this particular person history people that write about history love to do this it's like where are we getting some of these facts from which are correct which aren't where are you hearing this and what is your source Truly, like I, I need you to go back to your source right. because I don't know where this is coming from. So right. some things I read were like Holly named herself after a cemetery. No, a movie character. No, it okay. was like a family name and so on and hmm. so forth. So like there's a lot of just like complexity in all yeah. of this. And I find it especially interesting with today's subject that it seems like she was to many people just like a character and that's why it feels like some people took liberty to yeah really buff up that character yeah Yeah. and so as we'll talk about she made movies but made no money associated with those Mm. movies she was famous but still outcasted so she's this kind of revolutionary story that still somehow kind of gets lost in all of this noise so Mm. i attempted to sift through that to paint a full picture but bearing in mind that this was a this is a collage of a lot of different sources sure all of which i tried to balance off of one another (laughs) (laughs) 
So Hollywood Lawn was born Geraldo Santiago Franceschi Rodriguez Dancal on Oct- right, so quite a name. Names. On October 26, 1946, not in Miami, Florida, as the song mentions, hmm. but in Puerto Rico, to a Puerto Rican and Italian mother and Wisconsinian father. He's just from Wisconsin. Okay, how did he get there? Doesn't matter? No, he was in the um, military. He was Mm. stationed there. Okay. I don't know what is going on in Puerto Rico that we need the military for. Sure. In 1946. Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, The war. The what? The war. The war. Yes, I thought you said the whore. I was like, who? I I mean, maybe that too. Maybe Maybe. there was a whore just rampaging through Puerto Rico. But you know what? Let me say, I I do think that the line in the song about Miami probably Mm -hmm. has a a bit of a ring more than... Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Also, she was at she was at some point in Miami, just was not okay. born there. It's all about the legend. Yeah. That's it. The, again, yeah. it's going back to the lore. Mm-hmm. So Holly was raised in Puerto Rico by her mother after her parents' divorce. So mm-hmm. her dad was like, I'm going back to Wisconsin. I need to go back to the cheese and the dairy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. bearing in mind too, I'm using she, her pronouns. Holly was born um, male, but was transgender, so I'm going to say she. Mm-hmm. She said of her upbringing, quote, I was raised in Puerto Rico for the first years of my life where the culture is more Caribbean, Holly told The Guardian in 2007. Quote, everyone's naked. It's hotter. You come out earlier. I was having sex when I was seven and eight in the bushes mm, my with God. my uncles and cousins. Mm-hmm. Of course, they were only 11 and 12 themselves. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a house full of women and my uncle was gay, unquote. So like that paints a real picture, sure. I think. Yeah. So that would be really transformative and impactful if that is your growing up years, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So even if it was normalized, I think like having sex at a young age, having mm-hmm. sex with your family members, even extended family members mm-hmm. at a young age is like really going to shape the way that you yeah. see the world and the way that you're able to, I think, care for yourself. Yeah. And talk and be and exist mm-hmm. and all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Your life. But her uncle that she mentions who was gay was a huge part of her ability to accept herself and find comfort in some of her family. So he normalized queer culture for her at a very young age, which was important. Once they were in Miami, because they did kind of move around, her uncle still was a huge part of like introducing her to the gay scene there and things like that and introducing her to other people who could have been and who were supportive of her. Mm -hmm. So though her uncle was supportive and was this person for her, not everyone in her family was as accepting as we've heard countless times. Mm -hmm. So after attempts at religious conversion, Holly ran away from her home, now in the Catskills at that time, Mm. of upstate New York at age 15. Wow. So she's moving all over the place already. So she's mo- yeah, so she's moving all over the place. There's some confusion on the timeline of like when she ran mm-hmm. away, was she in upstate New York? Did she go to Miami? Was she already in Miami? Mm-hmm. Because there was a time she was in Puerto Rico, Miami, and upstate New York, all gotcha. of those places. Okay. But after she runs away and moves eventually she finds herself in new york city engaging in survival sex work again something that might 
you know, have to do with the way that she feels about her body or sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to quote her as saying that, but something that we know happens to, unfortunately, a lot of queer people are forced to engage in survival sex work. And it seems mm-hmm. that, you know, this was potentially a part of Holly's life before this. But this was before meeting the legendary Andy Warhol, who eventually would launch her career. So she says in her memoir, quote, at the age of 16, when most kids were cramming for trigonometry exams, I was turning tricks, living off the streets and wondering when my next meal was coming, unquote. So Holly's first major breakthrough was her role in the film Trash, which has weirdly been a theme in our and our episodes lately just like trash trash tra- just trash. And this premiered in 1970, okay. which this is a little bit of a side note. Did you know Andy Warhol made movies? Yeah, I did. Uh, okay. I, more so experimental and short film. Yeah, yeah. So I was just uncultured because I was like, I, I didn't I know, know him this for a I, soup. Right? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the way she got this breakthrough was pretty funny. So like, she would straight up just go around town doing her business being like yeah i'm one of andy warhol's like muses like i'm Mm. one of his stars but she had never met him manifest it so yeah so she fully just like said these things until he heard it and was like i guess i should meet this chick like what's going on like a game of telephone yeah literally so he would in fact turn her into a star but it was ironic that she would just go around and be like i'm Mm -hmm. actually one of the warhol stars So it's said that Holly made herself truly the star of the film Trash to the point where there were write-in votes for her to win Best Actress at the Academy Awards. People were like, I love this. She should win. And she she didn't because that's not how the Academy Awards Stop the vote. Recount (laughs) it. Recount it. Stop the votes. Yes. Um, So I feel like also we should start having like viewing parties or something for all of these movies. Because to. now I need to watch this and yeah. see what what we were missing out on with yes. be- the Best Actress Award. Trash, Pink Flamingos, Double Feature. Double Feature, Rocky Horror it. Picture Show. Triple Feature. So many others. Yeah. So many others. So many. By now, Holly had made a name for herself, stealing the spotlight in two Warhol films. She was also drawing much attention to queer existence at the time and was saving no space for people who were not willing to get on board. Mm. In a perfect example of of this, in 1976, fucking mustache asshole Geraldo Rivera Mm. begged Holly on TV, Quote, please answer me. What are you? Are you a woman trapped in a man's body? Are you a heterosexual? Are you a homosexual? A transvestite? A transsexual? What is the answer to the question? Unquote. Mm-hmm. Holly finally replied after literally being pestered on TV. But darling, what difference does it make as long as you look fabulous? Oh my gosh, she reminds me of, or this person reminds me of, Holly Angeline. Do you know who Angeline is? I do not. Angeline was an actress, or not even. She was a a celebrity in Los Angeles, like famous for being famous, like Paris Hillen, basically. And everybody would ask her, like, Angeline, who is Angeline? Who are you? Who, whatever. And she would always be like, I'm Angeline. And it was just like always this, this confidence, this vibe of being like, I am 
my person and I'm a star and like I am what I am. And that's what it is. So yeah, so she had that same energy. She had Angeline mm-hmm. energy, or Angeline had Angeline. Holly energy. Yep. <laughs> Angeline it. had Holly energy of yes. this just like confidence in who I am as a person, and you're mm-hmm. not going to take that away. Despite Holly's fame, she got paid $25 a day for filming in those Warhol movies. So totaling $125 for her work in trash. That's it. No. $125. Who knows how much money he was making or had budget-wise for this film, but like either way, that's nothing. It's no, not like nothing. Especially if you consider, right, people wanted her to win an Academy Award, right? Enough people were like creating these campaigns for mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Just envision for a moment, go into a little bit of a meditative state and envision for a moment how much people are making who are in Academy Award-nominated movies. Sure. Right? An insane amount of money. So I think that's important to consider, right? That she was really, really a star and really Mm -hmm. did not make any money. So as a woman who had finally made it, this praise that she was getting was well-deserved, but it didn't pay the bills, right? Like Mm -hmm. she loved this sense of stardom. She said, quote, I was very happy when I gradually became a Warhol superstar. I felt like Elizabeth Taylor. Little did I realize that not only would there be no money, but that your star would flicker for two seconds and that was it. But it was worth it. The drugs, the parties, it was fabulous, Mm. unquote. Mm -hmm. So again, she's saying like, I had this little bit of stardom, but it wasn't sustainable and I never got anything from it. She went on to say, quote, it was very confusing. At night, I'd be riding in limousines to penthouses or going to gallery openings, signing autographs and blowing kisses at people. During the day, I was going hungry and living in a hovel. I'd have to go to the factory and beg Andy for money. All I got for that movie was $125 and he made millions. It was strange. It was exciting. I was young, 23, 24, and when you're that young, everything is exciting. Now, forget it. Now, security comes first and fun last, unquote. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, just like you were saying, we don't know how much he made, but she's saying, you know, he made millions of dollars. Yeah, so and I made 125. Fully inexcusable, especially right. if he's using her to gain all this popularity and fame and mm-hmm. use her image and, you know give her nothing and she's going hungry and starving and not safe it's like yeah you may be having fun at these parties but then you know if you're still homeless and you're still engaging in survival sex work it's like is it worth it like was was it worth the fame and you know whatever you're getting for it right and we'll talk about too like how exploitative this is of holly but of queer people you know at large that this happens so often where people are exploited for their sense of confidence or their queerness or something associated with their queerness Mm -hmm. and then they're not fairly compensated or they're not given social or economic security from that paris is burning Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's something kind of important to keep in the back of your mind when Mm -hmm. remembering, you know, Holly and and her legacy. So as she aged, this kind of fame, this sort of like flash in the pan fame no longer sustained her. Um, She was diagnosed with cancer and did not have Mm. enough funds even for treatment or palliative care. So some fans and 
friends actually fundraised for her to remain at home and receive the care that she needed. She died from cancer on December 6, 2015, with no surviving family members. So it was, again, it's nice that she had fans and friends willing to fundraise mm-hmm. for her, but she never should have had to do that, right? No one should have say. to do that. Right. But especially someone who had a career, who was mm-hmm. quote-unquote famous, right? Mm-hmm. Holly left a legacy for trans women in the public eye, but she was never sufficiently gratified for that work. As is this classic story of marginalization, Holly was exploited until the very end of her life. It's time that we appreciate the work of queer artists and make sure they are all getting the value they are entitled to. Mm -hmm. And I want to ensure that we're doing this for folks today as well. Laura Darling sums this up by saying, quote, making great art has always been something that queer people have excelled at, but it is often at the cost of their own security. That hasn't changed much over time. Sometimes this takes the shape of emotional and other undervalued types of labor. Another shape is that of queer people being scared to ask for the pay they deserve, or even not valuing themselves highly, which people around them take advantage of to their work without paying them properly. For Holly, it was a mixture of all three. Mm -hmm. So I know that Holly's story maybe did not end in the way that we would think a trans revolutionary story deserves to end. Mm -hmm. But I do want to leave us with the thought that we can really acknowledge when this is happening today and try to prevent that. I mean, even think about, you know, the all the responses to the the AI art things mm-hmm. that you know a lot of queer artists had said this directly impacts the work that i do mm-hmm. right and so you're getting this for free and you're sharing this and it's exciting and fun and whatever but this takes away from the work that i do mm-hmm. so thinking about that where we can i think would really be an amazing way to honor holly's legacy totally but that overall was the story of hollywood Lawn. Wow. Clap, 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 clap. Thank you for sifting through all of that information and putting together this story. I think it is really important to consider, especially when, I mean, a lot of people don't have a say in who gets cast and who gets work and who Mm -hmm. does these things. I think there's um, a big opportunity for people in the entertainment industry to you know, the, the first step is these trans people have to get work before they can mm-hmm. even be paid fairly. So it's like mm-hmm. we need to start giving trans people and non-binary people and gender non-conforming or gender fluid people work and roles and opportunities and mm-hmm. sharing their voices. And then on top of that, paying them fairly and livable wages. And, you know, there's a lot we can say about the pay gap and, you know, mm-hmm. just money in general in marginalized communities and groups and people and who's making what and it's just a shame like you were saying nobody should have to fundraise to stay alive nobody should have to count on others to fundraise for them to stay alive there's so many fucking problems in this system um so while it is a sad tragic ending i'm glad that we do have some fingerprint that holly was here and i do Mm -hmm. wonder if her name was some sort of hollywood hollywood lawn i mean there's the hollywood forever cemetery there's yes you know there's that's that's what so one of them said it was 
that cemetery, somebody also said Woodlawn was another cemetery Woodlawn, close to yeah. her. Yes. Also, there was Holly, H-O-L-L-I-E, um, mm. was a Breakfast at Tiffany's character. Oh, um, yes. so some people been. said it, it, it could have been all of those things combined. Things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I wish I knew which, but um, I guess that's the the mystery that keeps on that keeps people guessing. Yeah, exactly. So that's a little thing to just keep kind of tossing around in your brain as I hope you will keep thinking about Holly for just for a little bit. Keep her in your mind. Or keep forever thinking to about come. her. Forever, I mean, yeah. No one's stopping you. You know, think no. about her every day. Why not? Yeah, please do. You that, may as well. Yeah. It's it's not a lot. <laughs> it's you not know. a lot. It's just every day of your life think about this person <laughs> that you don't know. Go, you know what? Right. If you want to see photos of Holly, so you can put a face to the name, go check out there our Instagram at Historically Really. Photos will be up when you're listening to this. I mean, what's a, what's what's a better way than to get acquainted? What a perfect ending! Thanks, Jared. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to episode 46 of Historically Really Good Friends, where we talked about Hollywood Lawn. This is your weekly reminder that acknowledging the queerness of our history makes manifesting your way to stardom a little bit more fun. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And to see photos from this week's episode, make sure to check out our Instagram at Historically Really. We hope to see you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.